Okay, lads, so in a previous episode, I spoke about orbits, and thinking about orbits has me thinking about sphincters. Okay, now, I always thought that a sphincter was a synonym for an anus. Okay, I thought it was like urine and piss or excrement and feces and poo or bowel movement. Like, they're all different words for the same thing, essentially. And I thought a sphincter was just a different word for an anus. Now, an anus is a sphincter, but we've loads of sphincters. I had no idea we had so many sphincters, depending now on how pedantic you want to get. Pedantic, is pedantic the right word? Back in a sec. And we're back in the room. Yeah, uh, pedantic, excessively concerned with minor details or rules. Okay, over-scrupulous. So, yeah, um, we've loads of uh, sphincters, and depending on how pedantic you want to be about it, you could say that we've got millions of them, because we have microscopic ones. Now, I'm going to have to pare back a little. So, what a sphincter is, essentially, is a circular muscle. Now, this ain't no degree course, lads, okay? Take everything that I say here with a pinch of salt. The sentiment is all that I ever really want to get across. If I want to get it across something more specific, you'll hear me talking a lot more specifically. Okay, so this is a broad sweeping generalization alert podcast, as usual. So a sphincter, in its dumbed down sense, is a circular muscle, okay, that expands and con- that can expand and contract. And your anus, I think, is a perfect example. So your poo is produced in the large intestine, and then it pushes the waste, it basically processes your waste food, it's one of its functions, And whatever food that the body can't process and has to expel as waste gets pushed through the large intestine into the colon. The colon sucks all the moisture out of it. So the colon receives a a liquid, essentially, a thick liquid. And then one of the colon's functions is to absorb whatever water is left inside of this thick, watery substance. It removes the water and what you're left is what you're left with is a semi-solid that we call poo or feces or whatever name you want to give to it. Okay? And from there, in the colon, once it's absorbed all the water, it pushes it out again into the rectum where it stays. And until you feel the need to actually expel it from you, push it out, then the rectum pushes it through the opening in the rectum, which is essentially the anus. Now what the anus is is it's a circular muscle that essentially when it's when it's relaxed, not when it's relaxed, but when it's not in use, it's contracted. So when it's idling, so when, you're, when your hand is idling, your hand is just limp. But when you make a fist, your hand is no longer idling, it's doing something. It's making a fist. But the opposite is the case for this particular sphincter, and probably all sphincters, actually. It might be something that sphincters have in common with each other. It might not be, actually. I I retract that. So anyway, getting back to the anus. When your anus is at rest, essentially, it's contracted. like Similar to the way you'd make a fist, okay? The, The muscles are tensed and tightened and contracted. Only with your fist, it requires effort to tighten it. With your anus, when your anus is essentially at rest, it's tightened, and it takes effort to to release it so it's the opposite of the hand fist analogy that i'm trying to make okay so your rectum is ready to push the poo out you feel that urge you sit down in the toilet and your anus which is a sphincter relaxes its death grip basically 
and out comes the poo. And as soon as the poo passes through, your anus, which is a sphincter, goes back to its relaxed state, which is it contracted, so nothing can leak out, basically. Okay, so when you die, and I'd love to get a... I'd love to get... What you call it? Not a, is it a funeral director? Fuck, bear with us two seconds. Yeah, interesting. It comes up as a funeral directors or morticians... Um, what was the other one? Funeral directors, morticians, undertakers, all essentially do the same thing. They process the human body for burial. Now, the reason that it's important that the body is processed in some way, and the reason that bodies aren't just left alone until the day of the funeral, is because for a start, just in keeping with what we're talking about, that anus, while it's in its relaxed state, is tight, say, it's, it's contracted. But when you die, there's nothing to make that contract so it just relaxes like the rest of your body you go limp when you die and your anus is the same so when you die and your anus relaxes you can quite easily forgive the expression shit yourself okay so part of a mortician or an undertaker's job is to plug the anus and to tie off the penis and to presumably clog both the windpipe and the food pipe the trachea and the esophagus so that you don't burp because the acids in your stomach they continue to function as acids they don't die when the body dies okay so your stomach is basically still doing a lot of what it would have done when you were alive it's still bubbling away and gases will build up and those gases if the pressure becomes sufficient those gases will vent they will find the path of least resistance and that's why i'm sure dead people can actually burp um I must actually include a link to a dead whale. There's a fucking fascinating video on YouTube. There's loads of them, actually, but there's one in particular that's really good. And it's a dead whale that's been washed up in a harbour, or presumably pulled into the harbour by a boat because of the way it's lying. I doubt it ended up there by itself. But anyway, it just looks like a whale. Um, And there's a guy head to toe in, like, rain gear. And he's got a long stick with a blade on the end of it. And he's hacking away at the what appears to be maybe the stomach of the whale it's it's hard to kind of tell because i don't know whale anatomy that well but he's he's poking away and he's sawing away and he's sawing away and when i say the thing fucking explodes i mean it explodes if he was standing maybe a couple of feet closer he could have been knocked unconscious that's the that's the level of fucking impact from this detonation essentially now this is literally just from the build-up of gases inside the animal now it's not just stomach juices because as the body decomposes gases are produced and if that happens internally those gases don't have anywhere to go the pressure builds and builds and builds and builds and then it will burst like pretty much like a balloon but anyway enough about exploding dead whales and back to sphincters so if I didn't say this at the outset, I went down a bit of a human digestion rabbit hole last night. So that's what has me talking about all this. But amazingly, right, so I'm going to start at the start of the human digestive um, system or the human digestive course, I suppose, because there's a, like, like a racetrack, there's very much a kind of a, a start, a middle and an end. And there's loads of different turns and hurdles that you have to go across. But anyway, so first things first, your mouth opens and actually i wonder is your mouth technically a sphincter like your lips because the the purpose of a sphincter is to aid in or stop the 
progress of something from one place to another. So if you didn't want to eat something, if you were a baby, if you've ever tried to feed a baby something it didn't like, it'll close its mouth because it doesn't want that shit. Thanks, but I'm good. And it'll close its mouth and that stops the food from getting in. Okay, not the world's greatest example, but anyway, I don't think technically a mouth, like the, the, the opening of the mouth is a sphincter, but without getting too pedantic about it, I could argue that it is because it's a, essentially a circular muscle that can open and close. But anyway, you open your mouth, you pop a bit of food in, whatever it is, your teeth chew it up, and your mouth, there's glands in your mouth that produces saliva, and that saliva technically starts digesting your food while it's still in your mouth because they're digestive enzymes, so they just get to work. They don't, they don't wait. They don't all get together and go, oh, hold on, lads, wait till we get to the stomach. Okay, so they start doing their thing in their mouth, but the teeth chew it up, into little balls or almost like pellets and then we swallow that but we say these things we swallow it like what does that mean well what swallowing essentially is is your tongue shoves the little pellet of food that you're after creating through chewing and through your tongue moving things around inside your mouth into a a ball or a pellet that can be swallowed so your tongue pushes it into the pipe it's almost like i think a good example or a good analogy for this is a suppository so when you take a suppository it's usually a pill a little tablet and you shove it up your bum okay so your anus is a sphincter and it won't just open without you trying to push something out of it so if you want to put something in it you have to force it in it it's as far as the body's concerned it's a one-way street okay but you can physically force a suppository or whatever you want depending on your persuasion you can force a tablet into your anus and it will be then essentially swallowed by your anus now the same thing is happening in your mouth so when you chew up food you turn it into a little ball or a little pellet you swallow but the swallowing process is your tongue essentially acting like your fingers holding the suppository so when you're inserting a suppository you hold the thing you hold the tablet in your fingers and you push it into the pipe it's not as if you just it's not as if you've taken the cap off a bottle and you can just throw it in or drop it in you physically have to push it through the anus okay and your your mouth does the same thing or sorry your the same thing is happening in your mouth your tongue acts like your fingers so your tongue literally physically forces that little nugget of food that you've chewed up into your esophagus okay hopefully it's your esophagus and not your trachea because your esophagus is your food pipe and your trachea is your windpipe i'm sure you've heard the expression something went down the wrong way well that's because it went into your windpipe where the air is supposed to go and not into your food pipe where the food is supposed to go but anyway your tongue pushes that little nugget of food into your esophagus okay now what your esophagus is is Depending on your height, I presume, we're all slightly different, but it's, I don't know, the best part of it, I'm just looking at myself here, I don't know, somewhere in the region of 8 inches long. But anyway, what it is, is it's just a pipe, basically, but it's a pipe made of muscle. Okay, so instead of a, a rubber hose that you might have in the garden, this is pretty much the exact same as a rubber hose, only it's not rubber, obviously, it's made of muscle. And when you swallow, when that nugget of food gets pushed into your esophagus by your tongue, your esophagus knows what to do and it moves the muscles that make up 
your windpipe, sorry, not your windpipe, your esophagus, and it moves the food down towards your stomach, okay? And interestingly, if you hang from your feet and chew something and swallow it, you can swallow upside down because gravity isn't really at work here. It is, it always is, it never isn't, but the point I'm laboring to make is it's pushing it down it's not falling down so if you were upside down it would push it up into your stomach as opposed to down into your stomach so when your esophagus which is a muscle pipe connects to your stomach which is like a muscle pipe only instead of it being a pipe it's like a bag it's about it holds about two liters so it's probably about the size of a carton a two liter carton of milk okay now again this ain't no degree course lads but what i'm getting to here is there's another sphincter so between where your where your esophagus enters the stomach, which is essentially a bag, there's a sphincter there. There's something that has to open to allow the food go from your esophagus into your stomach. Okay, and if you've had a, a baby with with reflux, or if you suffer from indigestion as an adult, my understanding is that sphincter. That is between that's the that is the barrier between your esophagus, your food pipe, and your stomach. If if that sphincter malfunctions, you can have stomach juices going back up your esophagus into the back of your throat. Okay, and that's essentially heartburn or acid reflux. So it goes into the stomach, and then uh, the stomach does a thing. The stomach, like the food pipe. It's basically a food bag, and it's a food bag made of muscle. So it churns up the contents, which is mostly food and digestive juices. The walls of your stomach are covered in tiny little... They're kind of like, they're, they're like tiny little holes or tiny little glands. And again, depending on how pedantic you are, you could call each individual one of those a sphincter because it's something that opens and closes and allows the release of something. Okay, now, if you're going to consider those... Sphincters, it's safe to say that you have millions of sphincters inside you, okay? But anyway, moving on from there, out of the stomach, it goes into small intestine, okay? So once it's in the small intestine, there's more um, more juices, basically, the further break down your food, but your small intestine starts to suck out the goodness. And by goodness, I mean vitamins, proteins, fats, sugars, minerals all that kind of stuff okay small intestine fun fact about 22 foot long which is a bit mad again it's it's like a pipe only with the food pipe that's basically a straight pipe that just goes from the back of your throat straight down into your stomach but because your small intestine is 22 foot long and odds are you're not 22 foot long it has to fold back over it on itself just to be fit inside yourself okay so it extracts everything and essentially puts all the good things the nutrients the minerals and all that jazz into your bloodstream where it can be distributed throughout your body and used now i'm skipping a lot here lads okay i'm going to completely skip things like the liver the gallbladder the pancreas your appendix all that jazz because i just don't know enough about it and that might be a further uh, another podcast okay so holy fucking shit it's 50 minutes lads i'll chat you in the next one